Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 514, coming to you on the 23rd of October, 2023, and it's a Monday. So rather than just doing McKinney, we're going to do a mayoral Monday. Why? Well, because I did mention this briefly last week, and I think it bears revisiting and expansion. And I... I got to say, I, I don't know if I want to call this a change of heart. Um, I would call it a expansion of prior thoughts. Before we get into that, let me remind you the best way you can help me make a difference. The best way you can help this program is to like, share, and subscribe. Follow the program. I don't know what podcatcher you're listening to me on, but follow the program. The followers are what everybody looks at, what matters. Look, we got well over 200,000 downloads now. We're going to keep doing our thing. We're not going anywhere, but we got to have the followers. People listen when you tell them you have followers. So that's what I got to focus on now. What does that mean? That means that if you'll like, share, and subscribe, if you'll rate and review, that attracts other people. That brings other people in. Now, I, I had a little chat last week and somebody said, um, if you're talking about McKinney, how do you expect to grow your show? I said, well, that's a good point, but everybody does national stuff. Everybody does world events. I try and stay Texas centric. That's always been my goal is to stay at Texas level or lower local stuff, right? There are over a million people in just Collin County. 1.2, I believe is the official number, but if I'm off, you know, that changes daily. And then in the Metroplex were well north of 8 million people. If I can't build an audience out of 8 million people, <laughs> well, that's either my problem or just the general public doesn't care enough about their own back door. Or shall I say their own backyard? That being said, we're going to continue to do what we're doing. I'm confident there are more than enough people that are interested in what's going on that want something other than the talking points. They want something other than just snippets. And I do my best in the 20 to 30 minutes that I commit to a show to put out what I see is going on and how that matters and why it matters. I try and relate everything that I can to things that have already happened, similar things that have occurred in the past. Why? Because we have been there and we have done that. Nothing is new under the sun. I know I've said that before more than a couple of times. You know, if Solomon was able to say that several thousand years ago, it's even more true now. There is nothing new under the sun. So what does that mean? What what are you getting at? Well, therein is the rub. This is the point of the show today. The point of the show. <sighs> As some of you may be aware, I have a interesting relationship with my city government. I don't, and to be clear, I have no hate for anybody in the city government, period, end of story. I've got a couple of guys that I can actually have a cordial conversation with. I know they're not going to go out of their way to come find me. And honestly, I'm kind of content to let them do their own thing and stay out of their business. If something contentious comes up, I will pick up the phone, I'll call them, and I'll give them my two cents, which honestly, 
They should get 10 cents from me, but my two cents is free. <laughs> that being said, honestly, that's all we can ask for. The, the city is far bigger than just me. Uh, by last count, we're north of 210,000 in the city of McKinney. That means that every uh, phone call, every email, every letter, that all counts for multiple people. They run the numbers. They, they figure out percentages. They, they know the polls. They're confident that what they're doing has a majority, even if it's a slim majority, before they take action. And ideally, that's how all government should run, right? You don't want to do something that your people really don't want. The problem is, and we see this, is you can feed people enough information that you can deceive them. You can lead them down a path where they believe one thing or several things when they turn out to be not entirely accurate. Not a fair estimation. You deceive them until you get them hooked and then they have no other choice. We see this play out in politics all the time at all levels. So this is nothing new. This is nothing unique. Again, truly nothing is new under the sun. But I wanted to revisit the, the, the meeting I was at this last week. I want, I want to expand just a little bit on what was done there. You see, I'm fairly certain that a good number of people that I would ally with, that I would work with, they would use the term rhino when describing the mayor of Plano. Maybe that's fair. Maybe it's not. Certainly establishment is fair. When your father was previously the mayor, that's a pretty fair statement. When your family's been a big situation in the city, that would be also a fair statement. I don't necessarily think that's an automatic disclusion. I don't necessarily think that means that you're worse for the city or that you're a bad influence or anything like that. I know a lot of folks, they're immediately recoiled because it kind of smacks of royalty, right? Kind of, kind of gives off the vibe of there are rules for thee and rules for we, just the existence of it. But there is something to be said for a group of people that have been around since the early days that did actually care and build a city you live in. Whether it's the old boys network, whether it's the establishment, whether it's the chamber of commerce, however you want to define it, those people do tend to have a vested interest in what goes on in your city. Now, sometimes their vested interest is in conflict with what the people want, what we, the people desire. The question is, is can you have an adult conversation? Can both sides sit at a table and come up with compromise, come up with appropriate basic things that we agree that these are positive, these are net gains for the city? I think that's always possible. I think it's, it's always attainable. It's just, it's more challenging in other situations. Now, why do I bring this up? What, why am I getting at this? So again, I did talk about the idea that Mayor Munns showed up at the Republican Men's Club. Now I know there's some people listening that would maybe want to toss some pejoratives at that club. Okay, fine. You can have your thing. It is one of the oldest, most established Republican clubs in the county. That doesn't dismiss them. That doesn't mean that they aren't viable, that they don't do good work. And I would say the same about every club, every pack, every meeting that takes place that shares ideas and builds consensus and 
looks to improve the county or the city that we live in. They all have some net positives. So it was a fairly tough crowd. And the guy came in and he had a very cordial conversation. He kind of laid out what's been going on, the positive things that are occurring, some of the challenges that they're dealing with. There are questions about, well, how does that work? What are we doing with these lawsuits? How, how are we looking at dealing with the problems with density? And it was interesting because he did explain that for all intents and purposes, Plano is built out. If you're going to grow Plano, you have to go back to the areas that have already been built. So how do you do that? How do you revitalize it? And he did talk about where Collin Creek Mall used to be and the amount of investment they had to do to that property in order to reutilize it, in order to put it back on the tax rolls, as they say. He did talk about how the way the law was written, people were able to abuse it by making 51% of their apartments, quote unquote, uh, low income. And they could get out, get their whole building or their whole, um, well, I just spaced out there. Sorry, folks. Their whole community, right? If you've got um, complex, there's the word I wanted. Their entire apartment complex can come off the tax rolls. Well, that's great for the owners of the apartment complex. Not so great for the city it's in. He talked about how the community is aging. And it's because people are content and happy and they want to stay there. I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that their tax rates are locked in and they can't be raised because they're now over the age of 65. I think it's convenient because they're near a lot of nice things in the city of Plano. So all that plays a part. So I don't want to say he was being disingenuous. I think he was wanting to accentuate the positives, if you will. And, And I don't fault the guy. You're a politician. You're an elected official. That's your job. I understand it. But the meeting went well. The guy was friendly. He was interactive. And he wanted to be agreeable. And that that is a nice thing. It's a good thing. You would prefer as an individual that all your elected officials and representatives treated you with respect and had interaction and were generally positive publicly. Now, I will be the first to tell you, I don't know the guy. I'm not going to put anything upon him, but I could naturally assume that my, like most quote unquote elites or establishment folks, they do leave meetings and people and, you know, maybe roll their eyes on some of the demands or things that were put before them. I get it. I don't, I mean, full disclosure, I can't tell you I've never done it and I'm certainly not establishment or elite, but some some things are way out of the scope or authority of the person you're even addressing. And that's kind of one of my personal frustrations is you shouldn't be going to somebody making demands or, you know, making requests when that's outside of their purview. But again, that goes back to education. That goes back to understanding. And whose responsibility is that? Well, everybody. We've talked about the idea that civics is not taught in schools anymore. People don't know how civics works or how government functions. Some would say it was done on purpose. Some would say it was thought to be less important than the other things. But the things that we find time to teach in today's day and age boggle the mind when they can't do basic civics. Again, it's about priorities. And the people that run the school districts obviously don't have the same priorities as I do. So my option is 
deal with it. There's a number of ways it can be dealt with, but deal with it. So when you're, when you're talking to people that are in leadership positions and they're there to represent us, meaning all of us, they can't, and they shouldn't cater to just a small percentage of their people. But the argument can also be made is we, the people got you elected, particularly if it's partisan or a quasi-partisan race, which basically every municipal race is, it's challenging that when you fight the good fight to get a person elected to say, oh, like a school board, and they promptly disavow you or promptly side with the establishment after you got them across the finish line, it's very disappointing. It, it brings about the idea, why did we do what we did? What was the point? Was that person compromised from the beginning or are they just weak? And if they're just weak, then why would we support them? Those are all fair questions. And just because they abandon you, does that mean that you should necessarily abandon them? Or should you redouble your efforts? Should you put on pressure? Should you remind them that they need you? Those are all fair questions. I don't have the answer because every situation is different. So how does this matter? Well, we're talking about the guy in Plano, the mayor of Plano. He won with, let's call it the moderate Republicans and everybody that was a Democrat and left thereof. So he doesn't really need the conservative Republicans. He doesn't even really need the mainstream Republicans. That's the nature of what Plano's dealing with right now. So how do we get to that position? How did we get there? Well, that's a fair question. Some of it was just demographics. Some of it was natural progression. Some of it was the school district. Some of it was not doing a good job. The The conservatives, the Republicans, we are known for what we're against. We're known for the things that we work really hard to oppose. But are we known for the things that we support? Are we known for the things that we advocate for? I would tell you, I don't think that's the case. Now, I don't like it, and I work to overcome that. I mean, that is the purpose of this podcast in part. Talk about the things that we support. Talk about the things that we would like to see done. Talk about defending individual liberties, building independence. Yeah, those are all things that come under the scope of what we do here. But when we allow ourselves to be painted into a corner as a group, that's on us. So now let me transition to the corollary here in McKinney. Now, for better or for worse, our mayor won his re-election with a solid percentage. Now, there are those that could blame his opponent. There are those that could blame the campaign. There are those that could just say that's, you know, a lot of people are fooled. Those are all legitimate arguments, but the thing is, is, the guy is no slouch. He's a good campaigner. He's a good salesman. He tells a good story. Now, I've had multiple run-ins with him personally. Some have been cordial. Some have been uh, extremely negative or attempted to be extremely negative. Uh, and, and some have been just outright dismissive. Now, whose fault is that? Well, I'll I'll own 50% of that. I have not been his friend, not gone out of my way to help him, but I will be the first to say, yeah, you know, he got that right. 
And I'm, I'm not afraid to do that because you know what? Even people you oppose can do the right thing sometimes, but you have to be willing to give them credit where credit is due. I'm well aware that we're going to get another push for a municipal airport, which is a giant money sucking hole that may or may not be a net positive long term. I tend to fall on the idea that it will be a net positive, but if it's going to be a net positive, it needs to be developed by private money, by private developers, not the taxpayers, because I can assure you what's going to happen is they're going to privatize the profits and publicize or publicize the loss and the debt. It's the same old story all the time. Now, is that on the mayor? No. He's just the front man for that. I mean, there's lots of people that want to do those things. They want to build that out and put that cost off on somebody else so that they don't have to make that investment. Now, whether it's, you know, local investment or somebody as diverse out as Mr. Van Tile. Well, that's great. And I'm excited that you want to invest in the city of McKinney. But why am I covering your expenses? I mean, you're a multi-million, if not billionaire. You want to make the money, then you get to invest the money. Don't put it off on me. I I don't have a problem with the privatizing the profits because it's going to happen either way. And the idea that you can't control what goes on in an airport or a piece of property that the city owns and leases to somebody is crazy. But again, they're telling you a story. They're wanting to sell you something. Now, is it greasing somebody's palms? Probably. Do I know who? No. Am I willing to make an accusation that somebody is dirty? No. Could we surmise that maybe that's the case? Sure. But that's just an opinion. Unless you have proof, you got to be very, very careful. And then even when you have the proof, you got to make sure there's not some kind of esculpatory uh, evidence otherwise. We still believe, even though the press doesn't act like it, and oftentimes, sadly, even the courts ignore this, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. You're supposed to be treated as if you're innocent until proven guilty. So, I'm not going to take action and I'm not going to, you know, cast dispersions on something I have no evidence of or direct evidence. I would be a more accurate statement and nobody's been convicted of anything. But I do find it interesting that all these things keep happening and apparently a, we'll call it a majority of the city of McKinney is quite content with it. Apparently the city of McKinney Um, either doesn't know or doesn't care is what it really boils down to. Because when you look at the vote totals, winning a percentage of a percentage that actually showed up to vote is very rarely an actual majority. So when you're the mayor or you're even an at-large elected official, you're supposed to reflect the desires of the entirety of the community. Now, yes, you're going to favor those that voted for you. Yes, you're going to favor those that you tend to agree with. And that's all fine and dandy because I get it, especially when you're dealing with partisan stuff. But you're also supposed to be looking at the greater good. And you're supposed to be able to make an articulate argument of why this is the greater good and why this is the best. 
So it's a little disappointing when you can't or won't do that. It's even more disappointing when, as the, in this case, you're the mayor and you show up to a public event and you're dismissive to certain groups of people. Now, I'm not going to say that some of those people haven't earned that. But what I am saying is, as the elected official, you're supposed to be above that. As an elected official, you're supposed to represent all your people. And while you can act rude and dismiss certain segments of the electorate, you do that at your own peril. But don't act as if you're above that. Don't act as if you're somehow superior when you're doing the exact same thing in reverse that you're accusing these same people of doing. The hypocrisy, apparently, those to the left of us don't care about as long as they maintain their power, as long as they get what they want. And I understand that because, hey, the guys on the right were guilty of it from time to time as well. But the bigger picture is, if you're working and you're supposed to be hand in hand with people and willing to set aside some partisan differences because we want what's best for the city, that requires that people actually go out and listen to their constituents. Now, I got to be honest, I have not had the time to go invest and go to any of these sit downs or these conversations. I know from previous experience, Justin Beller was doing it. I know that Patrick, oh shoot, I'm going to butcher his last name. I'm just going to say Patrick also on city council, he had commented that he was going to start doing that. Now, I know that they only have so much time and they're not going to do it if people don't show up. Cloitier, I got it right, I think. So Patrick Cloutier told me, yeah, I'm planning on doing it. I'm going to meet out at the library. I want to hear from my constituents. And I think that's great. But the thing is, is if you're not going to show up, you can't complain that he's not doing it. Now, I have the advantage, if you will, and it's nothing special, but I just have the current advantage that I can call the guy if it's something really pressing. I haven't taken advantage of it, but maybe once or twice, because there really hasn't been that much pressing stuff going on. Now, as we continue to go forward. Does that mean there might be more interesting things coming up? Does that mean there, there might be some more uh, conflicts that need to be dealt with? Sure. Absolutely. And I would much rather have a guy that sees me as loyal opposition or a friendly guy that's going to call and talk to you about, well, have you considered this? Or, um, I'm not sure this is the best idea rather than call and scream and, you know, make names, make faces and just be a jerk. And obviously, we expect more from an elected official. I have not gotten any whiff of that from either Patrick or um, even Justin Beller, for that matter. And I know Justin Beller and I don't agree on a ton of political stuff. but I And I want to believe that he wants what's best for the city. I, I have acquaintances and friends that know the guy, I talk to him and they believe that's the case. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I, I've met Michael Jones a number of times. Michael Jones says he's a Republican. Maybe he's not my flavor of Republican. That's okay. I'll be interested to see what comes off in these next few months as he's doing things. I haven't. And again, there's only so much bandwidth you can have. There's only so many things you can watch, but I have talked to people that have been at the city council meetings. I have conferred with people that have been watching what's going on in the city. They have no negative reports. That is a good thing. You can disagree with people without being disagreeable. The mayor of Plano has shown it. At least the three guys that I've referenced. Now, look, I, social media is not real, 
but public and face-to-face is real. And I have not experienced those things with those three guys I've just mentioned. I can't say the same for my personal mayor. Now, while we're on the topic, while I might have personal distaste for actions or behaviors, that doesn't mean that he doesn't do a good job on some things. That doesn't mean that his efforts are always terrible. And, and that is a challenge when you're, when you're dealing with the partisan divide. They want to immediately dismiss and attack everything somebody does because they're on a different team. Well, that's counterproductive in my opinion. Although, I got to be honest, it is a challenge when you're dealing with somebody that openly resents you, that openly rejects you or people like you, to give them any credit. I mean, we see this play out in D.C. and Austin all the time. It's to the point where the very people that we've sent there for years basically dismiss all of us that are precinct chairs, all of us that serve on the executive committee. And why is it? Because they don't need us or they think they don't need us. Why is it? Because we're pushing them. We're making them do things or we're wanting things that they don't want to give us. Maybe it's because the people that fund them. Maybe it's because they never were with us in the first place. I don't know. You know, it'd be real easy to beat up on my mayor. I mean, he's done plenty of things that are actually worthy of dismissal or dismissive attitude, I should say. But why? The guy's still the mayor, whether I like it or not. He does a decent job in many ways. But that that bridge has been burned. I'm okay with it because I got to be honest. And about a year and a half, he goes away. I've talked about this many times with people I know. Don't waste your time. Don't get mad at the guy. Don't curse at the guy. Don't chase him down. Don't fight with him. Focus on the people that we can talk to. Focus on the people that are open into listening. Don't be an aggressive jerk when dealing with them. And work with what we've got. Yeah, the mayor fixes the agenda. Yeah, the mayor, you know, he's going to oppose you because he wants to oppose you. And honestly, at this point, I'm not sure that anything that anybody has to say that's right of center is ever going to be given any credence by this guy. But why would I lose sleep over it? The clock's ticking. The hourglass is getting low. When he leaves, he's gone. Who cares? Now, maybe, maybe he's aware of that. Maybe he'll fend, or mend those fences. Maybe he has higher aspirations. Don't know. I sincerely wish him the best in his retirement. If that's what he chooses. But I also be the first to say, if he makes a run in the Republican Party, I will do my absolute best to hope to God that there's not a more... <laughs> rhino lefty Republican running uh, against him that I would have to support him. (laughs) But really, why lose sleep about it? Why spend time on this? Well, because people need to be aware of what's going on. People need to focus on the things that they can fix, that they can change, that can be improved. And my mayor's not one of them. Now, again, once he's, once he's done, if he shows back up somewhere else, okay, then we'll deal with it. Quit wasting time. 
quit beating them up. Who cares? Focus on the people we can approach. Focus on the people we can talk to. Focus on the people that actually give a rip or at least pretend to give a rip where apparently he won't even do that anymore. And why hate it? Why be hateful? Move on. And I know, uh, you know, I have four listeners now, so may, maybe, maybe he'll give me twice the amount of credit that he gave me when he told me I only had two listeners. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. I appreciate that. But, uh, I refuse to be down. I refuse to be negative. There is a bright future in Texas because people know what works. People come where it's positive. Now what, what credit goes to him? I don't know. Who cares? There was a team. There's always been a team. In fact, they call themselves the McKinney team. Those are the guys that are really pulling the level, the levers of power in this town. And as long as they continue to do what's best for the city of McKinney, no matter who their front man is, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. As long as they continue to guard the city of McKinney because they realize what they have and they, and they consider the people here worthy of their guidance or protection, I'm okay with that. Now, I'm not going to always get what I want. I'm not always going to be happy. But if they really truly are doing what they think is the best and trying to benefit the city, I can live with that. So I'm not going to lose sleep about the mayor. I would encourage you not to do the same. Let's look forward to the next one. Perhaps, perhaps we'll get somebody like uh, the mayor of Plano who actually can have a polite conversation with people that politically disagree with them. Perhaps we'll, perhaps we'll get somebody that's, you know, willing to take a stand for the right things that we agree about don't know. But what I can tell you is the time for dwelling on the past, the time for beating up somebody that's going off to the pasture here pretty quick. It's that's past. We need to be over it. We need to move on. And with that, <laughs> this has been according to Callis, it has been a mayoral Monday and I will see you on the other side. Oh, sorry, before I go, I should remind you that the Texit Con is coming up November 9th through the 11th down in Waco, Texas, and I'm looking forward to seeing you down there. Come and join me. There is a coupon code. It is on my social media. So even if you aren't following me, if you'll go there, it'll tell you what you need to do. Check it out. Come and join us. Whether we get uh, Texas independence de facto or de jure, Either one is a worthy goal. Thank you. Have a great day.